Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, and the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The Lord be with you. Our first reading on this Sunday after Christmas, this New Year's Day, this day of Christ's naming and circumcision, there's all kinds of titles for today, but our text is from Numbers in chapter 6. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading from Galatians in the third chapter. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, Then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. This is the word of the Lord. invite you to rise for our gospel reading. From Luke's gospel in the second chapter, verse 21. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, there's so many times that we turn our face away from you, yet you continue to turn your face towards us and smile upon us. We pray that your promises would always be fulfilled, that your grace would always be shown, and that your peace would always be brought by your hand. This time, remove distractions from our hearts and minds, and let us rest in the peace and the promise that you give us in Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. There's an involuntary reaction that you're all very familiar with, and by the title up on the screen, you think I'm going to say it's a sneeze. Well, that's part of it. But over the years and the millennia and everything else that has gone on since the time of people sneezing, which I think has been forever, 
we've kind of gotten used to a different involuntary reaction, responding to a sneeze. In fact, some households, if nobody says anything, the person who sneezes says the thing that they want to say. And in other places, people kind of wonder, what is it that's going to be said? So it sparks my mind in thinking, what do people say to sneezes around the world in all the different cultures? Sure, one of them is bless you. The second most popular is something that has to do with health. The second most popular one is health, right after bless you. Now think about that. Bless you, short for God bless you. Why was it God bless you? It was Pope Gregory uh, in the 6th century, so in the 500s, when the bubonic plague was coming in, as people were getting sick, he started to instruct the people to say, God bless you. God be with you. God bless you when they would sneeze because, one, it was a thinking that stuff was going to pass. Two, it could have been an opportunity for spirits to come in. All kinds of sorts of things were going on in the minds of the people. But when you look throughout Europe, throughout North America, throughout most of the places in those areas, and even Australia, a lot of the general responses, bless you. One of my favorites is actually from Vietnam. If you go to Vietnam, this is the study pastors do from time to time. Sorry, there's downtime every now and then, and we're looking up why people respond to sneezes. But you go to Vietnam, and the adults actually don't respond at all. There's nothing to say to the adults at all if they sneeze. But if a kid sneezes... There's a response that's given. Rice and salt. That's the response. Rice and salt. It probably sounds different in Vietnamese. Uh, I have no idea how to say it in Vietnamese, but that's their response when a child sneezes is that you tell them rice and salt. I don't know why. You go to Asia, China, Japan, Korea, Taiwan, there's no responses for the most part unless someone has picked it up from another culture or another tradition. But... What is generally thought of at that point is when somebody sneezes, the thought is somebody's talking about you. Kind of interesting. And I confirmed that with a few people that I talked to who are over here from China this morning. And so it was great to hear that that was actually a cultural thing and that the resources I had were true. But again, this general idea of responding to something where a blessing is needed. Something's going on that you can't control. Something's happening and the response is bless you now like i said we kind of picked up on that originally in the sixth century and it got handed down from generation to generation but if you go back even further than that go back to moses and aaron get all the way back to the point where god had brought his people out of egypt out of slavery he had brought them to mount sinai he'd gathered them together there he had given them the law he had given them all the things that it would take to be his people and he was going to send them off from mount sinai over to the promised land on their shorter of the two trips to the promised land right this initial one 40 days worth or so to bring them out of Egypt and bring them to the promised land. And he gathers together his mouthpiece, Moses, and then Moses' helper and mouthpiece, Aaron, the priest. And he gathers them together and he says, here's how you're going to speak to my people. Here's how you're going to let them know that I'm here for them. You're going to say, the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace we hear that every single sunday they heard that every morning and every evening imagine what that would do hearing those words every morning 
And every evening, you wake up, you know that God is there watching over. You go to sleep, you know that God's there watching over. Every morning and every evening, as you hear this repetition of God's blessing upon his people, Moses and Aaron get to speak for God in that moment and share that wonderful, beautiful blessing. And as you start to look into it a little bit more, you noticed in there that it said Lord three times, and there's three different lines to it. And we kind of move through them pretty quickly more often than not. But let's sit for a second with each one. The Lord bless you and keep you. Blessings. Something good given with good intent, right? We count our blessings. We're thankful for our blessings. We talk about how people are blessed and we're generally looking at the good things of their life and more often than not, those good things have been given with good intent, whether it's by a family member or a friend or maybe even God. So the Lord, give good things to you with good intent and keep you. We like that, right? God, don't let go of us. Let's go back to those Middle Ages times again in the imagery of a castle. In the middle of a castle, there's generally a place called a keep. And that keep was one of the most highly protected, well-guarded spaces of safety. It was a place of protection. It was a place that people could gather to if they were getting attacked. It was a place where you could hold your ground and be protected in this keep. It was a place where you guarded things. So the Lord give you good things with good intent and guard and protect and provide for you. There's the first line. Now, if you go back into your Lutheran education for just a little while or your even scriptural readings and understandings of the Apostles' Creed, the very first article of the Apostles' Creed is, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? Well, I believe that there, I should have no other gods before him and that he's there to provide for me and care for me, not because of anything I deserve, but because purely out of his fatherly divine love. And he provides everything for me with house and home and spouse and, and friends and shoes and clothing and food and drink and animals and all the different things that you need daily. And then he protects you and keeps you. This is what we look to the Father for, to love us with a fatherly love, to take care of us and provide for us as a good father would. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Man, a shining face is a beautiful thing, isn't it, when you think about that? As opposed to a face looking down on you with anger and wrath, which is what we would deserve for our sins and for abusing God's gifts that he's so divinely and wonderfully given, to then take them and use them for our own intents and our own things, we wouldn't expect God's face to shine upon us. We would expect God's face to be furrowed and angry. Yet, that's not the blessing. The blessing is the Lord's face shine on you, smile upon you, look upon you with graciousness to give you things you don't deserve. We know we deserve his wrath and his vengeance. Yet, it's not what he gives us. He gives you forgiveness, graciously, mercifully. Gives you forgiveness on account of Christ, this face that we get to know God by. Remember when the disciples came to Jesus and they said, how can we know the Father? And he said, look to me and I'll show you the Father. 
Look at me and you will know him. Watch what I do and you will know his love for you. Look at me and I am the mouthpiece and the voice of the Father himself. And I will speak his word to you because the Father and I are one. See, that second part of that blessing can very much hand over to Jesus. The Father's face shines upon you, smiles upon you, shows you his grace and shows you forgiveness. Lord, bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. If you were to walk into the court of a king, more often than not, they would look off into the distance. They would look to their trusted uh, group of people. But if you were of a lower status than the king, the king wouldn't look at you, let alone lift up his face upon you. You weren't worth it. You weren't worthy of it. So a blessing to have the heavenly Father, the creator of the universe, God himself, to lift up his countenance upon you, to lift up his face upon you, to look you square in the eyes, to have a conversation with you, to be with you, to be present with you, to not look past you or through you or above you or around you, but to look at you. And bring you peace. Not just the peace that we generally think of. This peace where everything is made right. Everything is made whole. Everything is made complete. Where the relationship between you and the Father is made perfect. For one to point you to that. See, that's the Holy Spirit's work. Right? He's the one that brings peace. He's the one that points you to peace. He's the one that holds on to you in that peace. He's the one that guards you or guides you and leads you to that peace. We would say it in the catechism, he calls, gathers, and enlightens his people and then points them to Jesus. That's his job. That's what he does. So the Lord gives you good things with good intent. The Lord guard you and protect you. The Lord, look upon you, bring you grace, to have his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, to give you the things you don't deserve. Lord, lift up his countenance, his presence, to be there with you, present with you, and make things whole, make them right. Now imagine hearing that blessing said in that way, every morning and every evening. And here as we stand at the beginning of a new year, on the first day of a new year, there's all kinds of different texts we could have used. And I know you all wanted me to preach on the circumcision of Jesus. We can talk about that another time if you want to. But here's this blessing. It, it was a few years back, I uh, was sitting somewhere with Pastor Bob, and uh, it was 2020 actually. I had been here about a year and a half. Things had been a little bit up and down over the years previously, and transitions had happened, and stuff had gone on, and all kinds of different things. And I looked at him square in the eyes in January of 2020, and I said, you know what? This year might be your first regular year at Community Lutheran Church. 
I have been forbidden by him to say anything anymore at the beginning of any year that we're going to begin. So I leave you with this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you peace. Because in this way, when you hear these words, as God himself said to Moses and Aaron, in this way, I will put my name upon the people. God's name is placed upon you by his work, through his word, by what Christ has done for you. God bless you and keep you this year. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done to make us yours as you continue to guard us, keep us, be gracious to us, and bring us peace that Christ alone by your spirit can bring. We pray you also lead us, that we would rest in that peace and continually know of your love for us as your children. In Jesus' name, amen.